0: Use the code BBQNation at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. Welcome to Barbecue Nation with JT's After Hours. Conversation that took place after the broadcast ended. Hey everybody, it's JT and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey everybody, uh, welcome to After Hours here on Barbecue Nation and today our guest is Will Homer, the COO of Painted Hills Natural Beef. Will's a regular on the show because we like his input and his information. Um, It's good stuff, and he's a fun guy, and he's a friend, so all that, but this is going to be a little different
1: after hours. <laughs> I warned you. I warned you. Okay. I haven't listened to the last one, I have to admit. I'm I'm guilty.
0: Okay, so um we're going to do a little beef history today to see what you oh, know. Oh, goodness. Okay. Nothing. Okay. No. Uh... When were the first beef cattle brought into what we called the new world? Meaning us,
1: North America, South America, and all that, you know? Heavens no, I couldn't tell you that. That was probably not the earliest because we probably didn't raise cattle for beef until, yeah. About the 1800s. 1800s, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, The first cattle arrived here in 1521.
1: Well, yeah, but those were probably for oxen, weren't they?
0: No, they, they well, they brought them some were for oxen and uh, some were for food. food? And, they, oh, and wow. they were in Florida when uh, Juan Ponce de Leon was looking for the Fountain oh, yeah. of Youth. Yep. So well, that's,
1: the, that's where all the cattle are today, too.
0: Yeah, he, he he didn't find he didn't find the fountain of youth, but he did find a Kroger's down there. So, <laughs> okay, um, do you know when uh, Durham cattle came to the states? Uh, no,
1: you know what? Durham- I don't remember that class I took that class in college. And I remember I told you I was an engineer, but I was only engineer for a short time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well. Durham cattle for those that you don't know out there they're basically shorthorns okay so yeah. we'll just we'll just go with that and they came over here in the 1800s but what was the first breed developed in the US
1: Man, I I did some research, but I looked into barbecue. Okay. I didn't look into cattle. Well, <laughs> barbecue was the well. next
0: the next step after they got the all fours category. on the ground. Yeah, they got the next okay. step. What did
1: they develop in the states? I don't know what did they developed. 1854 Brahmas, really? Yeah,
0: I'll first first breed to be developed in the states. Of course, cattle drives were started in Texas in the 1860s. Yeah. Here's one you should know. Uh,
1: the first packing plant was built where and when? The one I'm in in 18. No, I. Just, <laughs> it was in Chicago. When didn't they build it? I read the jungle. Kansas was City. It? Kansas City. Kansas uh, City. 1868. Oh, and here's one on you, you got to
0: know. You got to know no. this one. This I affects you. It. The first angle yeah. Angus cattle were imported to where in the states
1: and when? I don't know, but it's a powerful word these days.
0: Yeah. Um, Victoria, Kansas, 1873. Wow. So there's there's your meat history
1: right there. I was pretty shocked. We looked up a restaurant online. Uh, one of them ads on the Mariner game the other day, and and uh, I looked it up to see what kind of beef they had, and they used that Angus name right in the front. Didn't have a grade, didn't say choice, prime, select. It was all about Angus. Angus. So Angus has a powerful name. Yeah. Was there
0: a reason? and This is kind of a relevant to that, but was there a reason that when your dad and the first crew there at Painted Hills, uh, did they choose Angus? I mean, was that part of the plan?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, well, that's what we were growing because, really, because that's the only place on earth that you're allowed to steal in front of the person you're buying, you're stealing from. And that is in the sale yard today. And this doesn't have anything to do with us really right now, but this is history. Okay. In the sale yard or sale ring, you bring in 25 calves and five of them are red. Okay, they all came from the same ranch, the same cows, the same production, everything's the same. Five of them are red. They will bid them. They'll start bidding them. And if they get up to a pretty good price, they start to get a little strength in the price. And let's pretend today that's uh, two fifty, okay the The lead buyer will make a motion to the auctioneer and say, I want to sort them. And they'll sort those five back. Okay. they'll pay two fifty for the for the first bunch. They'll sort the five red ones back. They they run the black ones off. They they sell the red ones for two forty. Then they turn right around and run them back in, put them back in with their herd mates, and put them all in the same truck. They just sold, stole ten cents a pound from those producers because their hides weren't black. Yeah, it's the only place in the world that theft is legal, <laughs> because. Because they will put those cattle with, uh, they'll put those cattle together in the same big pen, and everybody will feed the same, and they'll knock them all at the same time, and they'll hang on the rail, and they'll all look the same when they go down the rail. So, so we knew that Angus and Black Hides are important, and everybody knew that, and everybody knows that. But we also know that cattle, cattle, Angus cattle feed and feed and feed and feed. And then when they get to maturity, they stop, they stop fattening and they, they, or they stop growing and they fatten and they finish and they create that good eating experience. And so that's what's been marketed through the industry and why it has strength today because the Angus cattle are known for finishing. In the 80s, we were producing cattle that, uh, we were producing cattle that just made the scale go down. So we were mixing Semitol cattle in with Angus cattle. Right. We, now that I say we again in the industry, right? Right. right. Charlet cattle at that time were great big bony suckers, and they wouldn't stop. They wouldn't stop growing. They just grow right on. They wouldn't stop and finish and become marbled. So today they've bred the Charlet cattle down to be finer boned and more like an Angus. Today they've bred the Simitals to all be black hided like an Angus. Right. Today they've bred all the Limousines to be black hided like the Angus. So angus is the driver but we knew that we knew that angus actually has a short grain muscle has a finish has a propensity to finish and and where it saves you the most jeff is in this next month we're going to move from cattle that are 24 25 26 months of age to cattle that are 14 16 months of age it's just the natural cycle of the fact we have one birthing period and when we do we're going to dip into some heifers that won't be as big. The the steaks won't be as big. They'll get smaller, but they'll still have the marbling needed to have a good eating experience because mm-hmm. they're Angus.
0: Well, you said uh, it was the only place legal to steal. Uh, I think you left out like the U.S. government and well. the, the IRS <laughs> and stuff like that. Just my thoughts, just my thoughts there. But, you know.
1: It's but oh, yeah, with the Angus, you sure. don't
0: have the. I know with like Herford's, you know, Herford's yeah. get some problems with their eyes, especially if they're out, you know, they get a little eye yeah. cancer and stuff. And yeah, and yeah. some people have developed products for that over the years, and that's fine. Yeah. But I guess the question would be, why would you want to deal with that extra? With like a well, well
1: like, I- no, go ahead. Some guys, you know, this business, I heard a guy tell me three, four years ago, I think it was, he said the cattle business is the only place in the world where you can actually be, that, that'll allow you to raise 400 pound Herfords instead of raising, <laughs> instead of raising 800 pound calves. And, and right. can, you know, I know I got to realize I'm not talking to just cattlemen, but, but the point is you can do, just do whatever you want. So you're going to go to town. And you're gonna go to I'm gonna go to National Cattleman's and I'm gonna walk around in the room. Not everyone there is gonna say, I'm a hundred percent Angus guy and I'm an Angus guy. There's gonna I'm gonna walk past a guy that says, Hey, I'm a longhorn guy. Longhorns is the best thing for my environment. They're the best mother on earth. They never have a calving issue, they never have anything. They don't grade, they don't produce beef that you and I want to eat in a nice eating experience, a nice restaurant eating experience. They create beef. But, you know, Herefords, there's guys who like reds and they say them black ones, keep them away. You know, there's guys who like when we were in Australia, I mentioned Australia earlier. I said something there. Angus is really starting to take over down there, but they have a hotter climate. And and they didn't they didn't think that the Angus cattle would cover enough country being in the desert they're in. And they also have a pink eye problem themselves down there. Mm -hmm. So. They like their herf they like their humps. They got cattle with humps down there. So they eat the humps too. Yeah. I've eat, <laughs> I've sure. I've eaten some
0: Brahma hump and actually it was very good. It wasn't all grisly like yeah. I thought it would be. By the way, you just made me flash on something, that little trivia question for you. There was a 1950s movie with um Bert Lancaster and uh, Kirk Douglas, and Burt Lancaster yeah. played Wyatt Earp. Kirk Douglas played uh, Doc Holliday. And Wyatt Earp comes in to this bar, some bad guys in the bar, but they're not bothering him. And he meets, and the guy that runs the bar says, Oh, I'll cook you a steak. I'll have a steak. And he calls out to cook the steak. And then pretty soon Wyatt has to go take care of some bad guys. And the guy sets up and he goes, Well, you're not missing much. It's a longhorn steak. So I don't know if you got time to chew it. And I just. <laughs> So whoever wrote that script had eaten Longhorn before, so they they knew the drill. They, they knew the drill. oh my goodness, my goodness. Okay, so you ready for some more uh, test questions? Sure. This does have nothing to do with the beef business, but they're Okay, it's about cereal, and I breakfast cereal. Yeah. Okay. Because when I started reading this the other day, I went, "Wow, I didn't know that." So, where was it here? Let me find it for you. Uh, granola. Okay. Granola. You know My anything about favorite. granola?
1: No. Okay. I've seen it. Yeah. I've, dr- <laughs> I've driven on it. Oh,
0: yeah. I've driven on it. The first uh, granola was made <clears throat> back in the- Back, yeah by accident back in the like the 1700s okay 1800s oh, yeah. i mean, excuse yeah. me like that all right yeah yeah but it wasn't called granola it was called granula g a r n u l a and it was basically you had to soak it in milk overnight to make it even <laughs> so you could chew it all right <clears throat> and then that guy um Kellogg's came along and old man yeah. Kellogg came along and said, "Hey, I can make this better." And so the original guy, I think his name was Campbell, was going to sue him. So they changed the spelling to granola. Oh my god. And then he changed the way he made it. So that's kind of like where you get grape nuts and granola cereals now. Yeah. But granola was back there and basically they they dried big i don't know tables full of this uh wheat and flour kind of yeah. like graham flour and then they just broke it up into chunks and sold it by the bag so there you that's go what
1: gabrielle does every sunday morning she makes a pan of this stuff and the key cook <laughs> dries it out and breaks it up and yep that's it that's her granola i watched that thing on uh On Kellogg on the History Channel or Discover one time, you know, and he created the corn flake and they was going to, that was going to change the world. So we were all going to get our nutrition that way because we were going to starve to death if we didn't, you know? Yeah. And you know what's funny about that is it just, I'm going to bring this back to cattle as we talked about cattle. Did you know that to make corn more efficient for cattle, they run it through a flaker and they steam it flat, just like corn flakes. And that's how they feed it to cattle?
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's, uh, well, they did the same thing with horse food. You know, if you bought yeah. cob, which is corn, oats, and barley, um, and it was, you could see the corn had been kind of squished, if you will, and mm-hmm. flattened out. So it would break down, you know, and their stomachs faster too. Yeah. So, yep. um, you know, cattle got four stomachs, horses got one in a cecum. So it, you know, it doesn't break down as well. But they yeah. they do get some nutrition out of it, okay,
1: so what year was Cheerios released? probably shortly after they've vetted the cornflake, probably eighteen something I don't know
0: no, uh Cheerios came out in nineteen forty one and it oh, was wow. called Cheery oats, and then uh four years later, they called it oh. Cheerios, all right or the war effort war stuff yeah i th- I think so. they probably just yeah. You know, you were talking about granola. It was kind of the same thing that uh, they used to make hardtack.
1: You know what hardtack yeah. was?
0: Yeah, I've
1: they, seen it. I have not had it.
0: No. Well, you you'd want a, at least a gallon of milk for one little milk bone size piece <laughs> of hardtack there because it's some it's some. Hope you got good teeth. is the only thing I'm gonna say <laughs> like that. Uh, um, Captain Crunch. You know when Captain oh, Crunch. Crunch. You know, Oh, yeah. 1963. 63. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, you know what? I finally put up with this little bit of research here, which was very minimal, as you can tell. um, Lucky Charms, right? My sister used to tell a story about me and Lucky Charms said when I was a little baby, they'd put me in a high chair. And I would just eat those nasty little marshmallows out of Lucky Charms, right? Yeah. Well, Lucky Charms was released eight years after I was born. They did not have a big enough high chair at that time for me. So she's been lying her ass off all these years.
1: Oh my god, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. You caught her. Oh, I caught her. God. And
0: I'm gonna send this to her. I am gonna say you, oh. <laughs> you, you did that. Um, and one of my oh. favorites, um tricks. Tricks are for kids. Remember the tricks big loop, loopy, droopy-eared rabbit that came yep. out in '58. So, um, and well, '54 for tricks, and Cocoa Puffs came out in '58. So there's your oh wow, there is your knowledge of cereal. Awesome.
1: That That's we, how my parents kept me fed when I'd come home from from school. grade school, I starved to death. They'd throw me a box of uh, Captain Crunch and put me in front of the cartoons. That's how I yeah. managed the afternoon.
0: Yep. I, I, uh, I love that. Uh, I, you know, I'm over 60 years old and I still enjoy a good bowl of cocoa pebbles or something like that. (laughs) Once in a while, I really, I really do. God almighty. If you were going to give some advice to people about going to the store, Will, and all the changes we've been talking about in this hour, and we've talked about some of them before in previous shows, but when they go to the store, and I know you're not a food specialist a nutritionist, and neither am I, but I would say maybe you need to depend on budgetary times and that. Make sure you keep that good quality protein in your diet versus oh, trying to supplement it with, you know, what a burger or whatever. Not what a burger—that's a food chain in Texas, but you know, like that. But I would, I would from your, not just from a monetary value, because you would benefit from that, but just overall as a, as a person, what would you, your advice be to them?
1: Well, I think it, it, you're, wow, it is so distracting in the store today. I'm, I'm starting to see it more and more. And I'm not, you're right. I am not a, a uh, nutritionist. I am not. I've just experienced some of these things. And you know, one thing that we do here, one thing I've evolved from is you know my my um, my my captain crunch habit turned into a cracker habit. So here I work in an office. I've been here for twenty years, and I get in the habit of go down to the store and get a box of chicken and a biscuit or crackers or or wheat thins or whatever it is, you know, and sitting and yeah. gnaw on those while I'm sitting here doing nothing but crunching numbers or whatever. And, and, you know, you can eat that whole box and you just get nothing nutritionally your belly. You're not full. You're not satisfied. You're not anything. And now I've cut that habit, which has been good. And you, now you, you you reach around here and you get a leftover bag of jerky or whatnot and you get in that. And uh, you know, that protein, that heavy protein settles you and settles your stomach and serves you so much better than the bag of potato chips but the store is so the, the the grocery store to me has just become a giant convenience store you know it used to be you went into a 7-eleven and it was the chips and the candy and the beer in the back and and a soda on your way out and that was a convenience store and if you pay attention in a grocery store it's the same thing it's full of tons of that crap But if you're going to just go in, you know, these people that are our kids have learned how to cook today, you know, folks have learned how to get online and build the shopping list and and know what they know what they need to feed themselves and cook it and have a good meal. That's we've that has been a huge success, I think. And And I just stick with that. And their budget's going to be just fine. You're going to feed plenty and have leftovers and don't be afraid of that. You know, that's That's what I think. I think you just stick with the core items and stay away from the, the trick, you know, the stuff that's trying to trick you into at the end in caps and such.
0: When I was a kid, we had Sunday dinner. If we were home, if we weren't traveling to horse shows or something, we always had a Sunday dinner. And normally it was like a big pot roast or something. Okay. And you, even with four of us, you didn't eat at all. Um, Yeah you know like that and so my mom would save that and um if my dad didn't use it in his sandwiches for lunch it was turned into stew like a day or two later you know it was turned into stew but we really utilized all Mm. that we had in the fridge for that and i know that what you were talking about you eat You go in and you eat a bag of chips and, oh, that maple bar looks good and, you know, whatever. And then you find out 20 minutes later, you're still hungry. And if you listen to yourself in your, that little voice that never shuts up in your head, it's like, it's really craving protein. It's not all the carbs and the sugar in that crap. It's that. And so, um takes a while for people to figure that out at least if they're as slow as I am but yeah. uh you know it it's like that, so I think that's a good recommendation all right, my friend, yeah. I think that's gonna wrap it up for after hours this week. You failed miserably on your food cool. history i'll I'll send wow, you re- terrible I'll send your report card to Gabrielle, so
1: okay. yeah, we'll do that <laughs> we just had a little something today where. I spelled somebody's name wrong once and right the second time. And I said, look, I'm 50% that in the curve. I got a degree. Yeah. That- <laughs> she loved that. I thought you'd get a kick out of that. Oh my God. That's great.
0: <laughs> well, we we'll see you back here in a couple, three months. And you can give us okay. a summer, summer report and tell us how things awesome. are going. All right.
1: Awesome. Okay.
0: Th- That's going to wrap it up for After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. We'd like to thank you for listening. We want to thank Will Homer. Uh, Don't forget about the Barbecue Nation special on the Painted Hills Natural Beef website, where you can plug in uh, after your order down there, the little coupon code, which is BBQ Nation, And uh, that should help you out a little bit. And if you've never tried Painted Hills Natural Beef, you're in parts of the country that maybe they're not there yet, you can give them a try. So how about that? Anyway, we'll be back next week with another edition of After Hours and Barbecue Nation. Take care, everybody.